What's for lunch? T-double-B-L-C. Stay in your seat. What's for lunch today? Sazits. Brown bag, brown bag. The Brown Bag Lunch Crew. Welcome back, folks. T-double-B-L-C. I'm your co-host, Curtis Quinn, down in Destin, Florida, per usual. My co-host, Drew Luster, alongside today, up in Gloucester, Massachusetts. Drew, how are we doing this week? We're doing well. Another week, another day, another dollar. I gotta say, the weather's uh, weather's pretty putrid out there. It's low 50s, torrential downpours, just sheets of rain since I woke up. It just hasn't stopped. Just pouring down the street. So that's always fun. Just a nice, dark, cold, depressing Tuesday evening, but... We got some good news. We got some things coming. And so, uh, it's 88 degrees. Hey, it's 88 degrees and sunny down here. It was a beautiful day. Why do I even why do I even ask? I sometimes will ask when I see the snaps of the the blue skies, you know, a couple clouds, the sun shining down. Shouldn't even ask anymore. It's gotten it to was, that point. It was one of those mornings that I just looked around. I was up early. I, I got up at like four and I had early morning work. But the sun was just coming up as I, I left to get a little breakfast. And it, there was a little beautiful almost fog or mist in the air with the sun peeking through the pines. Oh, boy. it was. What's the temperature wonderful. when you wake up at like 4 a.m.? So I think the, the other it, night it, it got to about 61, which was like the Ooh, coolest it's been in a while. Meanwhile, uh, like if I got 61 right now and sunny, oh, I'd be sweating. Yeah. So loving life. The mornings and nights are finally cooled down now. They were beforehand really just muggy, and it didn't feel like anything different other than the sun wasn't there. Yeah, exactly. A um, couple things to address. Number one, uh, Wednesday, October 4th, 4th, 4th. 14th. 10 plus 10, 14 tomorrow. couple national days we want to talk about here. Number one, we'll start with the bad news. Tomorrow is National Pet Obesity Day. Um, I, I I think that's just a I don't think we're celebrating pet obesity. I think we're, you know, raising as much awareness. as we are raising awareness and trying to prevent such a thing from occurring. Yeah. Bell, um, Bell's getting, you know, is she obese? Are you asking if my dog is obese? Correct. She is not. Ah, she's, she's pretty thick. She's big bone. She has a couple um, masses that are just skin from just being old, you know. So she's been through the ringer. She's a hell of a hell of a pup. She is not obese though. Um, and I hate that you just asked that on air because that really <laughs> just dragged me down. Anywho, on the bright side, tomorrow's also for all you nature and fossil lovers out there. Tomorrow's National Fossil Day, so maybe go dig some dinosaur fossils, try to find a Velociraptor skull over in the woods. Who the hell knows? That brings but, uh, me back to like the Fuller School days when the guy dude, with the ponytail would come with the fossils and everybody would buy dude, them. I still have some of my crystals in my damn closet. Yeah. You got the crystals, you got the magnets. The, Shark tooth. That, he, that guy had a, he had a ponytail. He was super passionate about like T-Rexes and shit, like, like dinosaurs and all that shit. Yeah. I, what was his name? Mr. Madama. Yeah. Bring those. Right up the top. You got to bring those puppies out tomorrow in honor. Oh, my God. I'm going to be rubbing my crystals when I wake up to honor National Fossil Day and Mr. <laughs> Madama. Hope he's doing well. 
So yeah, that's what we got for national days of the week. Um, I don't know if we want to just jump into love of the week. Yeah, to let's... really just lift the spirits on this. Uh, where I am gloomy Tuesday evening. So let's if you ride the wave. Life. We'll ride the wave here. Uh, we forgot to put up a poll. We on, did on Instagram. That's you know that's tough. But... It's almost. A, I think it's almost a passive aggressive move by us because like it's almost a shot at the fans because we know nobody. Nobody wants to participate. Nobody likes to participate. You're going to lose your privilege, just like you did this week. If no one participates, and there's a lack of participation week over week on the pollings. The last two have been good, I thought. Yeah. They got a good... We, need, we, we had need our first ever good love of the week uh, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, yeah. But you win some, you lose some. My exactly. love of the week, and this one may go on for quite a bit. Because it was Sunday morning, Drew. It's the first Sunday, I would say, in probably a little over a year that I woke up early. And I wanted to. Like, I was excited. I I rolled out of bed, turned the TV on. What time? There we are in uh, Paris, France, watching a little Parisian clay French Open. Between the number one and the number two tennis player in the world at the moment. And the number two ended up getting his 20th Grand Slam, his 13th French Open. He is now 102. That's 100 wins, two losses in the French Open itself. That is Rafa Nadal. Wow. I got to say, based on the credentials that you are laying out here on the table for us hell of a career i love his hair his, his it's dark struggling skin it's... tone and his bandana he's such a little i don't know the word he's a grinder I, just, I love his luck i love his luck and he is a grinder he's very agile which i've noticed but that's really the only thing that i can say because i i'm just not a, i don't have the gene that you have <laughs> to watch that type of thing yeah well I watched all of it. It was a it was a short one, three sets. Didn't lose a set for I believe the fourth time uh, in his career to win a major, which is incredible. Also, this is the craziest stat I think that came out of the French Open in general is in the fifteen years now that he's played it since two thousand five. He has played three hundred and twenty five sets of tennis wow how many do you think he has won and lost give me a record like your best guess i guess wait what was the number of total sets 325 and remember like it it could go to five sets it could only be a three or a four depending on how the match goes um dude i have no idea even how this works maybe like out of 325, if he's good, he's probably won. Is it crazy for me to say, like, I don't know. I'm going to sound dumb if I say, like, 200 and something. Like two, Just say it. Two, like, two, 210, 220? So that would be 220 to 115-ish. Yeah, be, which I think is pretty damn good. Which is dominant. That's absolutely dominant. Okay, that's, that's like I feel that's like that's dominant, two, but not too crazy for me to say. Okay, that's a yeah, that's a two to one ratio of him winning two sets to every other person's one, which would lead to a winning formula. You'd think. 
Well, I'm here to tell you, Drew. He is 299 wins and 26 losses in sets in his French Open career, which inevitably leads up to 13 French Opens in the 16 years. Uh, the, The couple of losses that he's had, there's been speculation it was due to injury. He ends up pulling out of the tournament or something like that. Sometimes somebody's got to beat you, but yeah. that is just like not only to have the hundred and two record in the French Open, so he's only lost twice in a hundred and two matches, but he's only lost twenty six sets in three hundred and twenty five total. That's insane. That's insane. Yeah, that's so, that's when we start talking about. We've talked before. I don't want to get you off topic, but we've talked before about like pure dominance in whatever your sport is or your competition is. Yeah. Rafael Nadal on Parisian and, clay is, he's is that. I, I don't know. I can't even, they were trying to go over, you know, most dominant athletes on a particular surface or something like that. And they had like Phelps in the pool. Yeah. Um, Chrissy Everett, another tennis player had won 125 clay court matches in a row, which is kind of insane. They yeah. had they had like uh, who's the old time ball player there? Mickey Mantle, I think his hit streak was up there. But like just uh, Joey Chestnut on the Fourth of July. Yeah, yeah. I mean Joey Chestnut's got to be up there for sure. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I, I'd be remiss to not mention his name. Yeah. After all we've talked about. But when you're talking about like a a pretty major sport, and there's mm-hmm. only four major events during the year. For me, it, I put it in a golf perspective. It's like, well, how many masters would that be for somebody? Would that be like 10? Somebody winning the masters like 10 times. Nobody's won the masters more than five. Yeah, that's bananas. You know, so it's pretty crazy. That's my love of the week. Uh, could be my love of the decade, love of the century. It'll always be Nadal for me in the tennis world. Yeah. We're tied with Fed now. And now the chase for the GOAT continues. What a great segue out of your love of the week. I'm going to stick with sports here. Okay. It's a simple one. It's an easy one. It's a surface level of the week. It's Tuesday night football. We've struggled, folks. We've struggled through the offseason. We didn't know what the hell we were going to get. It's been a hell of a couple weeks, to be honest with you, with all the shuffle nuts going on. Um, You know, part of me wants to give – these people credit who are making all these adjustments, but at the same time, they're kind of doing it to themselves. I don't even know if they should be playing games right now. It's just chaos. Nonetheless, we have Tuesday night football tonight. So that is now Sunday. That is Monday. That is Tuesday. We get a day off. We get a day off on Wednesday. We get a day off and then we're right back at it. And then we get a day off and then we're right back at it at college. Like, yeah, Friday is not even a day off because you got like, the college Friday night yeah. games too. So Wednesday is yeah. really our only one. Yeah. It's regardless of the absolute chaos and destruction that is occurring in the NFL on a daily basis with tests and, and all that stuff that we all know about Tuesday night football is a pretty sweet little sweet little something that we get tonight. So it is, that's my love of the week. And it's going to be a hell of a game. I think too. Titans are well, as well rested as they possibly could be right now. Haven't played in what feels like two years, although it's yeah. been two weeks. Bills are a hello football team, prime time. So I think it's going to be a good one, folks. I really do. And you you particularly need uh, 
need a couple individuals to come through for your fantasy matchup, I believe. So you must be rooting for for Buffalo now. I've kind of I've kind of given up on that match. I think I'm a, a little too far out of it. We'll see. I took a look. If Josh Allen is one of those forty years and just goes banana land, it's possible. Yeah, it's very it's in reach. So, yep. God bless you. We'll see. You got anything else for for love of the week? I got a couple. Um, I got a, a a couple more. Uh, a, a weird one for a weird one that's not going to be relatable to anybody but myself. But I'll say it is, as everybody knows, I'm a pretty big double dark chocolate Milano fan of the Pepperidge Farm brand. Yep. There's a specific time, a specific little crunch or something. The that crunch you get. is the biggest specific of the double chocolate so Milano. I'm trying to. Sometimes I'll open a package and they'll be like, they'll just be like crumbly and just like you take a bite. Yep. And it just, you don't really get that same snap. Yeah. And it just doesn't seem very crisp or very new to me. Today I had two or three after lunch and they had the snap. They were crisp. And that's when I know they're just, they just, that's a good batch. They just killed it on that batch. They're nice and rich and fresh and just, there's nothing like it. You can't I, I doubt a lot of people are gonna relate to this, but I'm sure there's other similar um, attributes to snacks, foods, drinks, etc., where you just know there's just that one thing and you just when it delivers and you get to enjoy the fruits of that company's labor on the product that they are producing, boy, is it something special. Yeah. Oh man. That that and you just toss in a little glass of milk right by the Here and there. Sometimes if I'm really if I'm like really looking for a a sweet treat and you know I, I have some time on my hands pour a nice glass of milk and dip them in and it's like whoo nothing like it yeah i think my honorable mention this week and if you if you saw my snapchat you'd know what it is it's just grilling grilling in grilling meats. this time of the year especially up north is perfect because it's a little cooler you can toss a little sweatshirt on maybe yeah. have a beer while you're just sitting there by the, you're not dripping sweat over that grill anymore exactly and it the cooler nights here um make it great that i could just go down sit down i, I toss on some music and i just sit there and grill up and a couple of nice fillets what um yeah you grilled up two last night one for dinner and one for leftover lunch yep can you talk us through one what went with those you know any veggies, green beans, broccoli, maybe a potato, a starch of some sort. You really what, any type of side that might have accompanied the meat. It was this because I called Bell obese. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, no, I'm just generally curious. You know the answer to this. I actually did not have any side dish uh, per se to my dinner last night. I haven't eaten the other one that's still in the fridge. I actually had a sandwich for lunch. Um, and I might be grabbing dinner at Stone's house tonight. So that may be put off till tomorrow's lunch. Who knows? Wow. But to go back on the no side dish, I just want to explain myself and say I wasn't feeling particularly motivated to even cook the steaks, but I had yeah. already thawed them. So I so had you were like, to. They have, I can't freeze them again. I just got to throw them on the grill. Correct. Them on the grill. Yeah, I, I did, a little, uh, did a little workout, left them out came back i was tired i was like i kind of just want to lay down maybe go grab a little chipotle for a quick fix oh yeah 
But I was glad I didn't because it doesn't take long to grill up the steak. I was down there for about 10, 15 minutes. Low Beautiful. And, low and slow, as they say. Low and slow. What do you – if you're grilling and it's just you, Yes. are you a medium guy right right down the middle? What are you? What are we looking at for temperature-wise? Yep. I would – I always want to have my steak medium no matter what. Right down the middle. Little, yeah. That's. I mean it, medium is like – it's just perfect. It's perfection. Yeah, and I think if you – if you stray either way, it gets a little funky because it's it a little dicey, especially if you go the low way, the low the way freaks way. me out, but I, yeah. I get why the, the high side also freaks others out because it just, it doesn't taste like a there. steak dry. at any just dry. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't have a side dish. I just had a protein shake with it. Very I, nice. I was just trying to get a lot of, a lot of the high proteins in there at the end of the night before Props I I wrapped up on the couch and watched a little Atlanta Braves and what else did I watch? Oh, a little Monday Night Football Drew Brees comeback. Yeah. There you go. Yep. So we'll roll on over. We didn't do it last week. We got to talk about it today. Stonk talk. We do indeed. It's been hell a, of a day. A hell of a day. It's been a hell of a... I would say last three trading days for me because it was uh, it was a little low at the beginnings of last week. Uh, we were getting hammered pretty good. DraftKings fell <laughs> from what felt like the mountaintop right back down to the Ski Lodge Hotel. But we're, we're, we're holding steady at 51 now, I think. They got a little scared with all the NFL stuff. Yeah. Uh, but, man, my – I mentioned this to you earlier about Moderna is making its final push. Like in it, the coming greasy, around that, coming around the turn. Yeah, coming around the turn. The Pinta's doing the greasy pole shuffle. It's sneaking right back up on yeah. that number I bought it at, and will be turning profit any day oh, now. Beautiful. But I would like to bring up the fact that you trusted me on a stock uh, this past probably month that I let you know about it. A end of September, I let you know. And I just want to Probably. see the hear the progress on this one. Are you referring to the one that we the Westo one that we got today? Yeah. Oh, I thought I didn't know because progress. I didn't know progress to me meant like there's stuff down the line, but it's pretty much essentially over the past month or so. So you had texted me originally, and I'm hesitant to put funds in anyways, as everybody knows. Yes. So I was hesitant to just dive into this when I'm just getting a text randomly out of the blue, like, you have to do this, you have to do this. Uh, talking to me like I'm a kindergartner, like laying it all yeah. out. If you do this, this is what you're going to get. Yep. Don't ask questions. Just do it and trust us. And eventually you'll get your money. Yes. Today I got my money and it was incredible. I spent the last – so you're saying it was probably end of September yep. when I had bought – 165 shares correct yeah of what is the official name westell technologies was the stock it's now currently not listed because they were getting delisted the big thing was they broke news that they were planning on delisting and they were going to pay people out with less than a thousand shares so what we did was we took advantage of that news and i told you hey yeah. buy up to 999 shares at whatever the price is at, and you will get a twenty to thirty cent yeah. return on each one. And yeah. the I think the the best part to me was I'm like Drew. I know this sounds crazy here, and you're gonna hate it, 
But if you put yeah. about thirteen, fourteen hundred dollars into this thing, you're probably gonna come out with three hundred, four hundred bucks, depending on the price you get it at. Yeah. And then yeah. what? What did you end up going to do? I ended up putting a hundred. So I I bought one hundred and sixty-five shares over the last two weeks. Every single day, I woke up depressed because I was down what looked like over two hundred and fifty to three hundred dollars. Texas Kurt probably buy daily, probably every other day, maybe every day, being like what the F's going on. My portfolio is completely tanking. Yeah. And it kind of scared me because at first I'm like, yeah, without any context, I'm like, I'm down $250. You're like, say that again? Like for what you're putting in, that ain't good. If you yeah, just like surface level. I was like, like geez, concern. I don't even know if he has $250 in there. Exactly. So that was the big concern, which kind of threw me off. But once we kind of found our groove and then today when I, when I just logged on and I'm up $248.19 on the day, and we're just we're climbing and things look great and we're in the midst of fall things are looking up like you said apple today released a new iphone yep so if the nfl can keep this up with DraftKings too like we are we're climbing all the way yeah and i think we saw we saw a good height of DraftKings. it came back down a little bit to reality but long term wise i it hasn't swayed me one bit to to sell that puppy I'm looking and it looks like so over the past week Apple is up six and a half or five just over five percent, but today they took a little dip, see doozy. They did with the iPhone news, which is a little shocking. A little suspect. Uh, shocking for the regular investor, but like me. It's I'm Apple, if you put money into it now, do you really think the company's gonna get smaller in the next five years? No. With 5G rolling out, you know, it no. doesn't it yeah. doesn't make much sense to me to to not believe in it. But hey, you never know. Maybe Congress. You really don't. Maybe Congress will punish them for being a monopoly and taking advantage of the consumer. I don't know. I'm gonna buy that iPhone 12. That's all I know. <laughs> I'm gonna buy freaking five of them. Oh. That's my life. By yeah. So, hell of a week though. Well, things are looking up. I'm, I'm as positive as I've ever been with, with yes. my money being delivered today. So let me ask you this all time, because our goal on this podcast is beat the average annual return of the S and P 500. And that is 10% total return on your investment. I am currently above that by about three percentage points, which is huge. Where are you at on your total return? I am below that by 6%. We are currently at up four though all, all time we're up four percent okay up forty four dollars total you were you relate to the game though so i'm now about since july so what am i four or five months in you're you're probably only a month or two in i would say so you're on pace you had... you're kind of on pace to to match we're getting there yeah and the portfolio has grown significantly so mike luster just... now in the robin hood game from what i hear yeah, so he sent me a text this morning and asking about Robinhood. He's hearing that I, you know, maybe he overheard that I was talking about it with him or to someone or whatever, but he wanted to kind of get into it. So I get another text this afternoon of him, a screenshot actually of him like with the app open. Um, and I'm like, okay, we're getting, okay, that's a, that's a steps right. in the right direction. Yeah. And then he just texted me while we were potting. He's like, hey, look at my portfolio. So he's been a, 
putting in some work after hours to, to get this thing up and running for the, the latter half of the week. So I'm definitely interested after this to talk, talk it through with him and see what he's got going. But um, what I was joking with him earlier saying is it's, it's scary how easy it is to get started. Like a couple clicks, you blink once and you've already invested it like 500 bucks, a thousand bucks. And it's just, yeah. boom, it's gone. And then it's just a matter of building from there. So um, shout out to Robin hood. Yeah. Best. No free ads, but we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna no, pump them. No free ads, but it's by far and away to me, the best like trading platform you could possibly have. I don't have a ton of exposure in any other platforms, but I'll tell you what I know is that it's, incredibly easy to get set up and started and and understand like and to understand yeah just to pick it up in a month's time and get the general idea of what you're trying to do so yeah click of the button and you're good to go it's like buying something off amazon send it off there it is yep just that easy terrifying but rewarding at the same time it's a great way to put it let's uh talk some sports we had a lot that's that's happened since the last time we got together um the NBA Finals wrapped up. The Lakers won. Unfortunately, we don't have to go into that pretty much at all if we don't want to, unless you no, have a lot to say. I don't think we will. I think, uh, I re- like we said last episode, I respect LeBron's greatness. I think he's just a D head um, and D bag for that matter, and every other word in the book. I think he's, dare I say, fraud. I think he's a fraud. Okay. I think he's an actor and a performer. And just put on a show, and I'm t- I'm sick of it. So, um, yay for the Lakers! Respect his greatness. That's awesome. You know, Anthony Davis is crying. Dwight Howard's saying, "Oh, yeah. don't ever give up on your dreams." Oh, shut up, Dwight. Nobody <laughs> wants to hear from you either. You go back to the Orlando Magic. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I did find it funny. Someone did say Dwight finally won a ring in Orlando because technically it was in Orlando, just not with the Magic. That's true. So. It's yeah, the Heat are a hell of a team, though. I'll tell you that much. They yeah. gave them pretty much everything they could. The the respect, the greatness thing or, or whatever, like, in what universe does that run through your brain of, like, this is the humble good thing to say right now? He's the worst. And And I think that's a lot of the problem that people have with him is the egotistical side. I had the same problem with tiger when he was dominating the pga tour and people loved him and it's like yeah i his golf game by far and away is the greatest golf that's ever been played but when he goes into the interview and he's talking about it and just hyping himself up after dude we can look at the stats we know we know Mm -hmm. you're by far and away the greatest player or one of the best players of all time and you don't need to go self self-assert yourself in the interview you don't you yeah the way that he the way that lebron acts is just absolutely ridiculous there's he knows there's always going to be a camera around so him look i love my mom just as much as the next person does but him laying down in the hallway with a cigar out of his mouth and a beer with the trophy facetiming his mom like isn't that something you want to share in the in the like in private like do you I just don't love how he has to. He's adamant on advertising every single aspect of his life. And it's like, get yeah. out of here, dude. I don't want to see this. I don't want to hear this. The best part about this is Bronny Jr. is cranking blunts 
behind the scenes while dad's away in Orlando. <laughs> that is all time. Because this kid's supposed to be the next freaking Derrick Rose, like the next coming of LeBron. Yeah. And instead, he's playing Warzone, smoking joints. And it's unbelievable that he's doing that on Instagram Live directly in the face of millions of people. Couldn't care less. Yeah. And I hope that LeBron is just rattled by that. I'm also, trying... one more piece on LeBron. I know we weren't going to go crazy on Oof. LeBron. Did you see the the present that he got his daughter? A full-blown, a literal house that I would be lucky to live in. Probably worth at least $500,000. It's a playhouse, but it's the size of half my house in his backyard. Like, just sad. It's just sad. That, that girl's going to grow up with no morals, no self-respect, no idea of what money even is. Oh, man, you are really going off the rails here. And um, basically, I don't you, talk about you just basically said his daughter's going to grow up like a horrible human being because she got like a, a big dollhouse in the backyard. Yeah. I don't I regret saying that. I do. <laughs> I don't regret laughing at how Bronny Jr. is just an absolute savage. and doesn't care. Like is not intimidated by his dad. He probably wanted LeBron to stay there for another six months. He doesn't care at all. I know you're just getting wild. But let's think. I'm trying to think of some other, you know, sports icons or or top greats who kind of give similar interviews or vibes off the court or off their respective playing field. I would say Novak Djokovic. Richard, Richard Sherman is a huge one in his prime. Oh my god. Yeah. He was intolerable in some of those interviews. I would with Aaron Andrews. Like, come on. I would say Novak Djokovic for me is a big one in the tennis world. Mm. along with Andy Murray, it just seemed like, and Novak has more of a platform to do it because he's won 17 and Andy Murray's only won like maybe four majors or something like that. Yeah. But they always had just that, that whiny, like, oh, this call didn't go my way. This is why I didn't win, you know, like, but then when they win, it's all the greatest, like, finally. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of just some others from like, baseball maybe or baseball is a tough one because all the best players are actual like it's just a different type of sport and like there's no yeah. one in particular roger clemens um, was probably i he was probably up there back in the day yeah, i would imagine i can see that i can see that um i'm trying to think of some others football i gotta i mean richard sherman's a big one for me just because he's just such a like he used to be at least he's not anymore because he can't be because he just yeah. gets roasted but he used to be a pretty much a loud mouth. But yeah, golf, golf DeChambeau is <laughs> abs he's, absolutely in that crowd. Patrick yeah. Reed, him and Patrick Reed. But here's the thing: time. like, I think, dare I say that Bryson put, is putting on an act almost? Is it like that? It's a shtick no. with his new, his newfound no physical stature that he just kind of. You don't think so? No, I mean, you think this is him through and through, just like like he can't help it because I know Le yeah. guys like LeBron, a guy like Patrick Reed, even like the Richard Sherman, those guys like emotionally can't help themselves. I don't know if Bryson's just like, oh, he's trying to find his it. way, trying to make his mark, yeah. or he's just like that. Definitely like that. He had another cameraman incident this past past week at the the Shriners Open of all places. You know, like that kind of weird interim. Yeah part of the season that nobody cares about and uh he had a, a pretty tough saturday and he 
you know, told the cameraman that was enough, like enough photos that he was taken of him. Oh, it's like, come on, you can't. That and it, this was, I think the the second or third time he's done something like this, whether it was the rules official stuff, but this was specifically a cameraman being like, I'm playing poorly. Don't yeah. televise my shots. It's like, dude, you're the number like one golfer to watch in the world right now. Like it's yeah. not Rory, it's not JT, it's not Tiger. It's you because you are hitting balls 380 yards. Literally. Let's talk a little NFL. Just sure, why games. not? So just some games. Uh, Monday night, what a, what a game last night. Yeah, that was a hell of a game. Justin Herbert is, uh, boy, wouldn't it be nice for the Patriots to have a guy like that? Because I think... So from from my understanding, your your Patriots quarterback like hierarchy and thought process is just all. Let over me finish. The place. Let me finish. From my understanding, last night Joey Bosa was clearly not at a hundred percent. Melvin Ingram was out. Derwin James was out. Chris Harris was out. There's three of their best four of of three of four, three of the four top defensive players out. Plus three starting offensive linemen. Plus Keenan Allen only played a quarter. Plus Austin Eckler also out for the for the last four or five, seven quarters of football that they played. So an incredibly depleted Chargers team going into New Orleans. Herbert getting the absolute snot kicked out of him on every play, really. Behind just a putrid depleted offensive line and still making plays, throwing on the run, hanging in there. Yep. He's a hell of a player. And I – you know, we're joking about the doctor who friggin' stabbed Tyrod Taylor's lung, but they I think they found their guy, the Chargers. So Yeah, he's it's promising. unfortunate it's unfortunate that they've blown I believe the last four games they've lost by under seven points, just in heartbreaking fashion. Yeah. So that's unfortunate, but they they've looked pretty decent while doing it. I don't know. I gotta say, you know, you wanna you wanna believe he's the guy and everything, but I don't want to nitpick like the last drive, but there was a couple of guys. There was a guy absolutely wide open on the third down that they had there at the end that he missed well third behind him. I, I believe third and fourth down. And, are, and there that, was two consecutive mm-hmm. plays. And then that Mike Williams one that he threw him on the slant. I think if he hits him in stride there, he gets that first down. His momentum gets That's him over the line. Absolutely nitpicking. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the Chargers have literally never had a quarterback that in the you know in the fourth quarter can drive them down to get a field goal can yep. well i guess they he actually i mean he did he did i can't he even say he did and then no, i know friggin what's his name they're calling him the uh the money badger and then he doinks one not inside but outside and yeah they go to ot so that sucked for him yeah so th- no that's true that he he did kind of drive him into the position it, and regardless of herbert's throw mike williams going up on the sidelines in the middle of two guys oh my god high pointing catch. the ball staying in bounds holding on to the, the holding on to the ball i mean hell of an individual effort by him to get them in in, in that range in the first place Definitely. incredible and an incredible game all around uh him and hunter henry had had massive outings yeah the Chargers, they're a team that can beat anybody, but they're not going to make the playoffs because they don't know how to win. 100%. They have On paper, they're a damn good team, and they're going to go toe-to-toe with, like you said, in New Orleans against a damn good Saints team. But they just they don't have enough, so yeah. it's unfortunate. 
Next game I want to talk about, we don't have to go into all of them, but we have to talk about this one. It's it's the Vikings. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Vikings versus Seattle I mean, in Seattle. It just, Can so, we start? I'm going to start you off here, okay, Drew. Start, because yeah. Seattle looked, looked rubbish in, in the entire first three quarters that they played. And... Yeah. That Vikings D-line was finally getting pressure. Their secondary was alleviated by that because they didn't have to sit back there for five, six seconds and try to cover people. Um, but we get to the fourth quarter. There's now seven, seven minutes and a little bit of change left. The Vikings just score, which puts them up four points. This, to me, was the decision that Mike Zimmer should get fired on and it you can argue that case for the field goal too or whatever i can see the argument on you know probability rates and all that i disagree with it but i can at least see it Mm -hmm. you're up four points you get to either kick an extra point or go for two at this point in the game there's been like long drives seattle hasn't marched down the field at all no so you might be getting the ball back with like two minutes left right Yep. That's what I would be thinking. If and there's seven and change, probably about that, yeah. So, to me, you can't kick the extra point because if you go for two, that puts you up by six, which then, in turn, if Seattle scores and misses an extra point, which isn't out of the realm of possibility, I'd, I'd give it like a 5 to 10% chance based on just NFL averages of kickers yeah. missing extra points now. Yeah. Um, that you could still be tied at that point in the game. If you don't get it, you're still up four. Guess what? If you get the ball back, you can still kick a field goal to tie, even if Seattle did score. Yeah, it just made down. absolutely no sense to me. Yeah. For, the difference between four and five is nothing because it's, no, not in that situation. it's still a one-score game, even if you kick the extra point and then you kick another field goal, which was then the argument for people being like, well, it was still a one-score game. Seattle would still have to score a touchdown so why not make them score from you know there uh at the 10 yard line rather than the 25 possibly 25 or whatever it was yeah but then you go to that decision and it it wouldn't have had to been made if you got the two-point conversion you could have kicked the field goal you would have been up nine games over yeah you're up two scores at that point we don't we get to the easy decision it's an easy decision if you get the two Correct. And you get your work cut out for you. It's it's an easy decision, even if you don't get it. I think because then you're just you know what we'll take well you'll take overtime at that point is yep. my thought process. But on the probability stuff of you're up five now and you can kick the field goal from around the twelve-ish yard line that they're sitting at. Yeah. Go up eight, which forces Seattle in two minutes with. Uh, one timeout or two timeouts left. I'm not sure. I think it was two. I think it was two. But they had plenty of time regardless. Yeah, regardless. To then not make them get a two-point conversion as well to tie you. Yeah. The probabilities, I I looked at them, and they had all their, like, Vegas odds and stuff. It was like 98% if you go for it is the probability of winning and 97.8 if you kick the field goal. But that 98 to me is so off because they didn't even factor in the fact if they get stopped that yeah. that's your the only way you lose the game is if you get stopped there within regulation. So yeah. I just – I hate the fact and 
I don't like to play it conservative. I've ridiculed Mike McCarthy on this for years mm-hmm. uh, and other coaches as well. But at what point are you not going to realize, like, it's extremely difficult to march down the field in the last two minutes. Granted, it's Russell Wilson, great quarterback. But you've played well against him all game. But then also on top of that, they have to get a two-point conversion just to tie, which you could then get the ball in overtime, score on the first drive, and you still win. And it's done, yeah. It's too many. You He took the most risky play to me, in my mind, Yeah. versus, hey, let's just play it smart. And that's not a, you know, not playing to lose or anything. I, I think it's just, hey, this gives us a the crap, best chance. A crap load of chances to win the game. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I, I would. Yeah. Did you have a different aspect on it? Because I know some people did. I just I can't wrap my head around it. I think Mike Zimmer should be fired. I think he should have been fired last year too. Yeah. No, he should have been fired last year. We got. By the way, I can't, I'd be remiss to not. Well, we'll get there. Dan Quinn also got fired, but he deserved that. Uh, Mike Quinn, I'm Mike Quinn. Mike Zimmer should also be gone. He should have been gone, like you said, at least a year ago. Um, with that, with with the roster that they have on paper, and how every single year everybody's like they're gonna compete in the NFC, they're gonna be one of the last teams there. And the way they struggled early on in the year, yep. And then to make the decisions that they did, it was it was almost like they were acting like they were like undefeated, like they could afford the loss instead of just lo- like logically making decisions to put themselves in a, in a position to win the game. And I'll also add too, it seems like, I don't know if you felt this way, but I think it was early, late third qu- quarter, early fourth quarter, they were literally running the ball down Seattle's throats. Like I'm talking six, seven yards a pop. It didn't matter if it was Dalvin Cook Alex Madison or Mike Boone, who was playing 90% of the game on special teams, me and you could have ran through those holes. So I know this is, again, the theme of nitpicking, but and I love Adam Thielen because I'm in fantasy, but on, is it third and four or something? An end around with Adam Thielen, just, again, like, it just goes back to, like, fundamentals, hand the ball off, it's like, do what's been working, and that's ultimately when they ended up getting stopped, when they handed off the next play, but um yeah mike at the end of the day to wrap everything up everything up excuse me mike zimmer should be fired they have a hell of a team on paper it's unfortunate i hope dalvin cook's okay because he that guy runs with anger the anger and ferocity that i have never seen i mean have you it's insane watching him run through a hole or watching him like if he gets the edge on like a screen and you see a cornerback try to like arm tackle him it's like get off the tracks. So hope he's okay too. Um, but yeah, that's what I got for you. And it doesn't help that Mike Zim is one and four now either. Like that doesn't help his case at all because he's no. he's supposed no, like to be. Like I said, it's not like they could afford that loss. Like yes. they are in the dumps right now. And and he's supposed to be this defensive mastermind. And they let up how many points in the first two to three weeks? Like. Probably Yikes. eighty something, uh-huh. maybe more. A hundred plus in the first three, probably. Yeah, probably. Not so, right. That's really all. Those were my big takeaways. I had to, to get get that one off my chest for my yeah. two NFL games. Mine is uh, poor Dak Prescott. Love, I love him. I love his play. Yeah, I think he's a great guy. 
obviously been through a lot, as everybody knows, through the offseason and quarantine and stuff. So terrible, terrible way. And we've seen it too many times with the, that type of injury where they're just absolutely just gruesome. So looks like he's going to be okay. Hopefully it doesn't, you know, screw him up too bad in terms of what he was expected to make. And yeah. uh, Cowboys are in trouble. But it actually, you know, I don't mean to – I guess I'll play devil's advocate and say that uh, your boy Mike McCarthy – that might save him his job actually now that Dak's out the out the rest of the year because it wasn't looking great for him. Yeah, if they have um, a if they had a pitiful season like they were going, you know, like he, probably... I think he was getting fired by week six, week eight. Yeah. Without Dak, I think he might have saved himself uh, another maybe half a, season. Maybe a season, yeah. Maybe yeah, a like, season's worth. So he must be he should be counting his blessings. But that's another one. That's another one where he's just already gotta go. <laughs> another another team. It's just another team cart where like I, okay, they've had a ton of injuries on defense, but hell of a team on paper. And yeah. even at home, they just get just demolished. Yeah. yeah. So, not great. Can't understand it. Can't understand I think it. I think that's it. Unfortunately, we missed the Pats this week. We'll get them back next week. Feels like they haven't played in forever, so I'm hyped to watch that. Yep. Um, I don't think there were any other. Oh, my God, actually. How could we forget the Las Vegas Raiders taking down the Kansas City Chiefs? Yeah. I didn't watch that game. They I are heard... like Dr. Jekyll and Hyde. One week they show oh my up, God. they play great. Then they come. To, mean... Then they come to Gillette. They look horrible. Hor- horrible at Gillette. Yeah. And then they play Kansas City, and Kansas City could literally couldn't stop. Yeah. They made they, they Kansas City made Oakland look like Kansas City, like the way they were throwing those long balls and hitting home runs with rugs and with yeah. Aguilar. And then Jacobs in the fourth quarter, I guess, was just running over people. So I'm a I'm a Raiders guy. If they, I mean, God forbid they stay consistent, they'll be a threat. But like you said, Jesus, you really have no idea what you're gonna get with them. No, they they uh they play up to their competition. It seems like, and they yeah. play, they also play down though. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Well, let's uh wrap up the sports there. We'll move on to Drew's dad joke here. What do you got for us? This is a seasonal dad joke. I'll just keep it at that. And it's brought to you by Gloucester Gear, as always. Um, Halloween-ish, I'll say. Okay. What sound does a witch's car make? Broom, broom. <laughs> oh. All there right. you go. I Halloween like edition. We'll have more to come, obviously. we yep. got a little, couple weeks Halloween. But that's number one on the seasonal seasonal list for y'all. That's one of your better ones. I like that. Okay. I, I like that response. Yeah. I'll take that. It's a win in my book. You set it up well. My wheels were spinning and I didn't even come close. I didn't even yeah. have anything. Yeah. That was like, you, you know, you're throwing the curveball. You, you know, it's one of those where like you throw like when you, I don't know what, when we used to do this, when you throw a ball like up at somebody and then down, you try to like hit them in the nuts and they'd be distracted looking up at like recess. Oh yeah. 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 You go yeah, into like, it. Yeah, you kind of go, you get their you get their vision off, and then boom. Yeah, you hit them where it hurts. I was I was completely blank there. I went up into the the old brain bucket as nothing, Adam. Would nothing say, was there, and there was nothing. Like I was like, okay, think of like witch. witch. What what has to do with a witch and a car and nothing? Nothing. 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 It, it was emptiness. It was just okay. nothing. I'll take that as a win then. Yeah. Woman of the week. You got one. I'm completely empty. I'm trying to think. I'll go with only because I watched We Are the Millers. Oh, what's your name? 
not Jennifer Aniston, but Jennifer Aniston as always. Um, yeah, she's forever. The the daughter in that movie, the fake. She's like a fake daughter. She's oh, I don't know. I know who you're talking about. I'm a fan. She's a she's been in a ton of movies. Yeah, ton. ton. I don't know why I can't think of the name. I know who you're talking about. Um, she's great. She is great. So I'll second that because I don't really I don't think I have one right now. All right, I got the name right. Her Emma Roberts. Yes. It's uh, is that Hermione? Mm, no, that's um. You're thinking of the wrong person, dude. I'm thinking of another Emma. No, I think Emma. Emma Watson. That's yes, Emma yes, Watson. yes, yes. The Emma got in my brain. No. Yep. That's what happened. What else is Emma Robertson then? She's in some stuff, I think. Let me look. American Horror Story, Where the Millers, Nerve. Yeah, not a lot to be honest. Not that I. Really? I feel like I've seen her before in a lot, but yeah, you're. There's not much there. Not a ton. Nancy so, Drew. So are you gonna pile on to that one? You gonna steal that one, or you got another one? Yeah, I might steal that one for now. I don't. I can't. I've been struggling with. Women of the week. Lately. We'll just we'll just chalk up Leah's uh, another one this week. Yeah, yeah, we'll chalk her up. <laughs> exactly. Beautiful. All right. Well, we'll wrap up with the quote here. In this one, we are referring to Bryson DeChambeau as okay. the background story of this, and it's the first take from the golf world because I actually now have to discuss the fact that that Rory McIlroy is a fraud because he was, you know, kind of like the backhanded critical comments of somebody, but you're like, oh, there's nothing wrong with that. But he's mm -hmm. taking shots at Bryson like, oh, he practically anchors the putter. He's taking advantage of modern technology. But like not like that's against the rules or anything. It's just not the way I would go about it. He said something yeah, yeah. Of, of, that. of that. Of that nature. Well, guess what? That he Rory wow. came out with an Instagram video last week, and he's on the range trying to hit 191 mile per hour ball speed, which is exactly what Bryson was doing all year last year. So he's trying to copycat him. Despicable. Despicable. Is he your? Is that your? Is that a fraud of the week, or is that a? What's the? I'm trying to figure out. Oh, is the quote pending? The quote is pending. Okay. okay. I, that was backstory. Okay. Uh, a lot of tour players, even Ricky in the early days of Bryson said, "Oh, you know, when's when's it going to top out? When's going to be like the the peak of the mountain where it starts going sideways too much and it's the distance isn't a benefit anymore." A lot of doubters, a lot of haters. But Justin Thomas this past week came out with what I would consider the best take on all of it. He said, Pretty massive skill to learn how to optimize your ball flight and pick up distance. Not to mention hours and hours in the gym, testing clubs, hitting balls, seeing which swing hits it the furthest, etc. I think learning a new way to play the game, implementing it, and being successful kind of takes a lot of skill. And he put a little air quotes around that skill. What are your thoughts? Sometimes... Sometimes you need a voice of reason. And uh, 
that seems to be the case. Absolutely. Justin, we thank you for your honesty and your integrity this past week. And as always, Pat from last year will be playing us out. What's for lunch? T-double-B-L-C. Stay in your seat. What's for lunch today? Brown bag, brown bag. The Brown Bag Lunch Group.